Psalm 75. As we read through this psalm, ascribed as a song of Asaph, who was the song leader for David, we can see by the words of the psalm that it was David preparing to take the whole congregation. Now, he did this twice. He did it once in the days of King Saul, when Saul died, and after two years, Ishbosheth lost the ten tribes when Abner brought them to David. But then it happened again in the days of Absalom, when Absalom had taken the nation, and then he was killed by Joab, and David took the nation again. So he took the congregation twice. When I read this, I see it fitting the time of Absalom better because of Asaph writing it in a prophetic way. But let's all rise together and read in unison Psalm 75, considering David's words about the terrible shape the nation was in and the inhabitants being dissolved and how he was willing to take the congregation again, judge right uprightly, and bear the pillars up of the nation, which I wish and desire that every man would hear the words and read them and take them personally. Psalm 75, together. Unto Thee, O God, do we give thanks. Unto Thee do we give thanks. For that Thy name is near, Thy wondrous works declare. When I shall receive the congregation, I will judge uprightly. The earth and all the inhabitants thereof are dissolved. I bear up the pillars of it. Selah. I said unto the fools, Deal not foolishly, and to the wicked, Lift not up the horn. Lift not up your horn on high. Speak not with a stiff neck. For promotion cometh neither from the east, nor from the west, nor from the south. But God is the judge. He putteth down one and setteth up another. For in the hand of the Lord there is a cup, and the wine is red. It is full of mixture, and he poureth out of the same. But the dregs thereof, all the wicked of the earth shall wring them out and drink them. But I will declare forever, I will sing praises to the God of Jacob. All the horns of the wicked also will I cut off, but the horns of the righteous shall be exalted. Amen Amen and amen. You may be seated. Thank you, Lord, for Psalm 75. The opening of the psalm, the introduction is that first verse, Unto thee, O God, do we give thanks. Unto thee do we give thanks. For that thy name is near, thy wondrous works declare. It was obvious that God was in the matter of David receiving the kingdom in both situations. And so it proved that his name was near because he was doing great things for David in delivering him out of the hand of Saul and the kingdom from Saul and a tribe of Benjamin to David from the tribe of Judah, which would have involved a great deal of tribal jealousy, but David took the kingdom. And then in the days of Absalom, greatly outnumbered, 
The Lord delivered David from the hands of his wicked and rebellious son Absalom and returned the kingdom to him again. We understand David to say in verse 2, When I shall receive the congregation, I will judge uprightly. David purposed in his heart not to be like Absalom, who was nothing but a seducer and a deceiver, who had stolen the kingdom from his father by slandering his father and claiming to be superior to his father, surrounding himself by wicked men who were his counselors. David said, when I get the church back, the church of the Old Testament, I will judge uprightly. He says in verse 3, the earth and all the inhabitants thereof are dissolved. And what he means there is the whole world is turned upside down. The whole world is messed up. And we make that very expression sometimes, and all we mean is that maybe our family and a few others may be having a few troubles. And David says all the inhabitants of the earth are dissolved. When there is an evil government, people do not know what to do. They do not know what to believe. There is insecurity on every hand. There's fear. There's an overthrowing of justice and judgment in courts. And that's when the inhabitants of the earth dissolve because the solidifying effect of a godly government is overthrown and destroyed. And David describes that here in the third verse. And he says, I bear up the pillars of it. When I receive the congregation, I'll judge uprightly and I will bear up the supporting pillars that make for a peaceful, secure nation once again. Because when there's a great ruler, happy is a people who has a good ruler and God is their Lord. It's a wonderful, secure feeling to have the pillars of society, righteousness, morality, truth, wisdom, mercy, judgment, all in place upholding a society. When there's a wicked ruler, those pillars are broken. They fall down and the inhabitants are dissolved. David said, I will bear up the pillars of it, of the earth, of the nation of Israel, of the overthrow of the government, I will bring it back to the way it should be. Now, the Lord Jesus Christ is going to do this most perfectly. But we see David here because when we get to the last verse, and when we see some of the other verses in here and the way it's described, it appears to be David first. And then the Lord Jesus Christ in the great distance. In verse 4, This king said unto the fools, Deal not foolishly. And to the wicked, Lift not up the horn. Lift not up your horn on high. Speak not with a stiff neck. When an ox lifts up its horns, it stiffens its neck and tosses its head. It can be dangerous to the man near it. It doesn't make for good plowing. And it is a rebellious description of the book of Psalms. And so here David is rebuking fools for being foolish and telling them to deal no more foolishly. And he's telling the rebellious to humble themselves and quit stiffening their neck. And that's what a godly ruler does. A foolish ruler like Absalom would not do that because righteousness wasn't important to him as it was to David. And then our brother David explains in verses 6 and 7, how where promotion comes from and why there's no place for lifting up your neck or stiffening it. Promotion doesn't come from the east, west, or south. But God is the judge. He putteth down one and setteth up another. It was the Lord that put down King Saul and said, Forget the family of Kish. I'm through with them. I want David, my son, to be my servant over Israel. And then he put down Absalom. 
and raise David up again. God is the judge. He puts down one and sets up another. The race is not to the swift. You don't learn that in school. They say the race is to the swift. The race is not to the swift, nor the battle to the strong. It is the Lord's. Nor riches to men of understanding. It is the Lord's. He gives and He takes away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And He gave to David and put him from the sheep coats. From taking care of sheep, He put him on His throne over Israel. Then David describes a cup of wine in the hand of the Lord and how He's going to pour out that cup of wine, which is His judgment, upon the wicked. And the very wicked are going to have to drink the dregs of it. But David says in verse 9, I'm, I'm in a totally different class from the wicked enemies that God has in this nation because of Absalom. God's going to judge them, but here's what He's going to do for me. I will declare forever, I will sing praises to the God of Jacob. I'm going to be in His house worshiping Him while God judges the wicked. All the horns of the wicked also will I cut off. David set himself as God's ambassador, as God's executioner to take care of the wicked. And he did. If you'll remember the, the deathbed words of David, he took care of his own nephew Joab. He took care of Shimei. He made some amends right there in his deathbed that the wicked would be cut off. And Solomon executed them for him. But the horns of the righteous shall be exalted. He lifted up a new priest over Israel. He lifted up Solomon and put him in the throne instead of Adonijah or Absalom. And so we have here a description of a man who understands that the responsibility of God's congregation is very important. And he promises to judge uprightly and to bear up the pillars of it. And my point to you this morning, and the point from the Lord to you this morning, is each of you have a little kingdom. And it's called your family. And then it's called this church. And may we all together bear up the pillars of it lest any pillars be broken down, lest there be a decline or a collapse of any righteousness or truth or wisdom or mercy in our church. It is our duty to uphold these things. And God's given us the assignment in our homes and together in this church. May the Lord convict you. I cannot convict you. The Lord can. And I know the Lord's great men will be convicted. And I hope that you will bear up the pillars by supporting, leading, teaching, training your wives, and leading, teaching, training your children, and bear up the pillars of your family, lest they fall down and be broken. It's happening all around us. And then together, let's do it for this church, that this church will be supported by our efforts to judge uprightly and do what is right to cut off the wicked to bow our heads to the yoke that God has given us. His yoke is easy and His burden is light. Let's not lift up our heads, our horns, and be stiff-necked. Let's not lift up our mouths. Let's remember that every good thing we have comes from the Lord. If someone else in the assembly is blessed more than you, God made the difference. And humble yourself before Him. Heavenly Father, we're thankful for this psalm. Bless the reading of it and the short explanation of it to our hearts that we will judge uprightly and faithfully in those spheres of responsibility You have given us. Have mercy upon us. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen.